Rocket Soccer News For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betting Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now Cause it probably won't last Patches poop They cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. One, go. Look at us. We're starting a podcast. Rose City Till I Die. Episode 57, Season 3, Episode 13 of the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I'm Josh coming to you from Westland. Oregon? Lake Oswego? Lake Oswego? West Lake Oswego? Do you not yeah. know where you are? I'm, I'm, I was at the pool up until five minutes ago when some kid pooped in it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Randy. I'm coming to you from Northeast Portland. Greg here in Northwest Portland. And Jonathan in Northeast Portland. So, you're asking yourself what's coming up this episode. Um, an old man's going to yell at some clouds. We're going to have a very special message from more Sonic. Uh, we're going to talk about three games, Minnesota, Nashville, and Dallas. We're going to have, a sort of the state of the union standings and table wise, um, get a little bit of transfer window info, some reader mail and feedback. Uh, we're going to check in on a former Timbers member and, uh, we're going to do our predictions for Toronto and sporting KC. Sound good? Holy Ooh, shit. That sounds like a good. real agenda. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is going to be Sign- two hours and 45 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sign a brother up. I can't wait. I got 35 minutes. Okay. Uh, so, hey, we're going to start off with Old Man Yells at Clouds. Old Man Yells at Clouds. Woohoo! Who's laughing now? <laughs> it's Shut up. So um, uh, I just want to say, I listened to that last episode you guys did without me, and it was pretty good. Pretty, Thank you. Pretty good. And, but uh, now to stay in character, uh, I'm going to tell you everything that you did wrong. <laughs> oh, <God>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Greg, so-called levels master, still hasn't figured out how to not make the closing song blow out your eardrums if you're listening on headphones. That's intentional. Oh. That's a bad decision, dude. And your eardrums are like 65 <laughs> years old. <laughs> I know. So they're like, they can barely hear anything anyways. <laughs> you guys curse too much. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's bullshit. I like that we're all quiet. Um, yeah, fuck you, Randy. <laughs> all right, there you go. And also... Jesus, how many times do we have to rehash the Abobacy thing? We have some, we had some reader feedback from this, and um, I'm in, a, in agreement. I can't remember who that was, but it was on Reddit. Uh, uh, we've, we've talked about Abobacy ad nauseum, okay? And all you guys, especially you, Jonathan, seem to forget we haven't, we haven't screwed the guy over. He had a concussion. He had like two concussions, and he had to go through COVID, and that totally scrapped the um transfer market especially to europe so it's nothing that we did to him listen led, we're very passionate led to him yeah. to be where he Randy, is he's, he's a good legend. how dare you he's 
he's very good, and I certainly wish he was still on the team, but he is not amazing. Um, wow. Randy is the new defender of the front office and their decisions. Congratulations. <laughs> we'll stop. Yeah, it. we're going to stop talking about him when Randy stops saying, um. It's, um, <laughs> it's literally um, got nothing to do with me remembering what I was about to say. <laughs> Anyways, that's it. Um, uh, but, yeah, what has he got? But you did. Go ahead. You did listen to the the episode, and is so the cursing. This is like I think we talked about this before. But my question is: Is it because you want to be a more family friendly podcast, or because you yourself don't like being represented by foul language in the public eye? Um, it just makes you guys us it makes us sound stupid. Is all like we're thirteen. I mean, there, there's there's a pl- yeah exactly. There's a place for it if it's called for sure. But like it, when every other word is like. Yeah, no, I understand that. It just makes us sound Sorry, what, dumb. What, what word? <laughs> F word. I was literally setting you up the entire time. Yeah. 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 Look, I knew exactly what you meant. That comment about Jabo came on Reddit from a user named Terror Llama. And I just want to reply look, it's not just about the on field production and the amount of goals he scores. One of the reasons we love Valeri was how he was an ambassador for the club and a great member of the community. And that hurts losing Jabo way worse than what hurts on the field. Yeah. 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 I think it's fair. Okay, I buy that, except for every time you guys bring him up, that's not the thing you're bringing him up. You're always talking about, oh, look at how many goals he scored and how we don't have a forward or everybody's injured. Why don't we have him again? <laughs> We're not good at stuff. <laughs> That's uh, actually, now that, uh, um, now that yeah. more is out for the season. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Great choice yeah. to let him go. Yeah. Um, so speaking of uh, angry guys or people with an axe to grind, um, we have a uh, very special message to, uh, I guess, us, but also to, um, well, he's just, we'll, we'll let you listen to it. Pat from More Sonic left us a voicemail. Hey guys, it's uh, Pat, uh, formerly of Morrisonic. Now I guess I'm just a person. Um, I just, uh, listen, I'm so angry about Yes Sir, I Can Boogie that I might have an actual aneurysm. Uh, Whichever one of you hates the TA despite paying for like seven memberships, I I finally understand where you're coming from. I wish I could remember which one of you it is, but I can't actually tell anybody's voice apart except for Randy. But I mean, I owe you an apology. TA is dead to me. I mean have no new chance and then to fall prey to the absolute worst nerd guy gatekeeping snobbery bullshit nonsense i mean yes sir i can boogie an obscure 1977 german disco song that's now popular with the scottish national team i mean i swear to god i feel like i'm losing my mind and then they let nando use the main twitter account to tell people to eat shit i mean nando you eat shit i mean i'm going crazy i mean guys it's not hard. You make up a song with dirty words set to the tune of Should Be Coming Around the Mountain that insults the team we're playing this week. I mean, I shouldn't need to have a master's in comparative literature to know how to sing your goddamn chants. <sighs> anyway, great job, guys. Um, listen, you're doing great. I'll try not to tell you how much better life is without a podcast. Bye. <laughs> okay. I Greg? I think I should get first crack. Well, Greg, Greg's going to sit this one out because he has an obvious conflict of interest, right? Right. 
which is totally understandable. So you guys go ahead and keep talking. Uh, I'm going to go in the other room and uh, swear a lot while I watch replays of Jeremy Abobasi in a Timbers kit. (laughs) 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 Uh, Make sure you take off your pants. Yep. Um, Who's going first? I'm going to go first because... Yeah, I feel like uh, – so, Pat, very very nice to meet you. I know our voices sound very similar, but you can usually identify me as being the jerk on the podcast. So uh, my name is Jonathan. I live in northeast Portland, um, and it's me who have has – like I've always been pro-TA, but I'm also very pro-asking questions just because I think everyone should be held accountable – when you're talking about an organization of that size and I love to support what they do. I like even going back to the protests uh, for the murder of George Floyd and the no pity van there being like being there trying to give supplies, medical supplies, water to people to protect people. Uh, And so it's, I give money for stuff like that, but I don't give money for catty bullshit to happen uh, from like an official Twitter account. And that to me, like is the, the gist of my frustration is like there is clearly a club of cool kids, which, you know, whatever. I mean, you made a cool club, so I get it. Like you're probably a cool kid. But at some point, uh, you're like adults need to drive that bus. <laughs> um, that that uh, the yes, sir, I can boogie. I saw the, the signs on the on the bleachers when this was for the Dallas game and um, I was like, oh, new chant. Every, people have been complaining there aren't any new chants. Excellent. And then I looked at that, and there was two things on there. One was Dalai Dalai, and that one's not a new chant. That's a chant that gets used by a bazillion clubs everywhere. And the other one was this one to the tune of Yes, Sir, I Can Boogie. And I'm thinking, I don't know that tune. And I'm, like, scratching my head. Like, I I do not know that tune. Is it is it something that's, like, you know, is it, like, some YouTuber or some TikTok person came up with this. I'm like, maybe it's not. Again, someone famously said, maybe it's not for me. But um, yeah, I had the same same beef with that. Uh, I don't think I don't think he's totally serious about the the hating that chant. But uh, his the point um, about using the official Timbers Army account to to talk shit to people is just just i couldn't be in more agreement and we've brought this up on the podcast before that that account speaks for the entire timbers army and should not be operated by someone who cannot control themselves and cannot understand that fact but despite it doesn't matter who that person is how long they've been part of the organization how much cred they have that person does not belong on that account I completely agree with you 100% about the not using the official account because I've gotten in trouble for using an official account for the wrong thing before, and it's not fun. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, that's the thing that gets me the most about it is like the the official account and just the amount of followers that account has. And it's just like you're it's it's absurd, like 100% absurd. And it's frustrating because, again, like when I give money or I sign up for a membership or I donate to 107ist, it's because I'm there to support the good things. But if if they're going to let that still happen, then again, that's like another reason where I'm back to like, maybe I won't renew my membership next year because, you know, it's dumb shit like that. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, and it's more than even just the official account like we've talked to before during the logo redesign when uh, somebody oh, involved geez, yeah. had a just like the very bad response. Um, yeah, it's it's just, it's kind of, it's embarrassing to kind of be involved in, in, a, in an organization like that that has a public facing that makes it seem so... Uh, much like I'll, everybody's in I'll, high school well, or something. Yeah, it does feel like it needs to... The, I know I said it, say it a lot of times, but it maybe everyone pay $30 a year instead of 25 and you hire an executive director. Yeah. Uh, 100%. That's, maybe even um, pay 40 Like yeah, You can get the money to do it. It's worth it to have an employee. And that employee is, you know, will dictate what goes goes on going forward. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's a good point. That's something you could definitely do, but you don't need to hire somebody to to have other people not make bad tweets. You know what I mean? No, but you make someone accountable as an executive director to make sure that people aren't doing shit. It, there, right now, there is a hierarchy, but it's like uh, like what you were saying, like a cool kids hierarchy. And it's not a, you know, it's an elected hierarchy too, but you're electing based on your friends or who you know not really probably based on what they can actually bring to the table because not that many people have nonprofit experience so if you hire a like a real person to be in charge that person can say no sorry that's not allowed anymore you don't have access anymore well i mean let's be honest probably the the overwhelming majority of people that pay that um, membership fee are not voting in those elections. And um, I mean, like when I first got and started paying for that, I started watching, you know, like the candidates and all that kind of stuff. But then like, uh, as I've, as it's gone on, I found I, I haven't. And so to some extent, I shouldn't be complaining about the or- leadership of the organization since I'm not doing my homework. And, and oh, like, yeah, don't, com- don't complain if no. you don't vote kind yeah. of thing. But uh, the thing that I, the thing that the impression is is that it doesn't matter who gets elected that there's some that there's it's deep state it's deep state josh um <laughs> no matter the who money. Is, is elected it's being run by a, a, the core tin army? Of, a core group of people that you know decide that they can say whatever they want to on the official account and they can be as you know so um i I'm going to jump in. I think Josh is exactly right. We should hire an executive director. And if we're talking about being open, honest, and transparent, and what we're asking for from the front office, we should ask the same uh, from the 107ists and the Timbers Army. And they should hire an outside firm to do an executive search with someone with a sports background. Um, and Yeah, we don't need a $400,000 a year executive director. You know, yeah. We need like a part-time person that knows what they're doing. No, and you is can't, capable of no, making these the harder decisions. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. The Timbers Army is too large. It does need to be someone who's going to run the show. And Full time, like, like sitting in an office? Yeah, okay. 100%. No, you're right. You're right. If it was like, if they were raising $30,000 a year for a nonprofit, then sure, you could say um, uh, like whatever yeah. you need. Like they had to have someone called out on their articles of incorporation anyway, or whatever they have in the, um, it was like 501c3, but, uh, or at least to find officers. And it should be uh, someone that is not from whatever this cool kids club is. Uh, and, uh, and that's 
like to be open, honest, and transparent. Okay. Okay. Should we invite Greg back? I think we can move back, move on from this. Hello, Greg. Welcome to episode 57 of the Portland Vanity Soccer <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> so, uh, with, with that voicemail, number one, Pat, thank you very much for sending us the kind message. And uh, I would be lying if I, if I didn't say that we were all slightly devastated uh, upon the, uh, the, the demise of Morisonic, or as we famously titled it, Borisonic. Uh, there's not a single one of us who didn't listen. We really always appreciated everything you guys did. The emotion for Spria. Uh, you actually brought real analysis uh, to the to the table. Um, and I think we are going to officially steal the burn a ref card. And uh, oh, yeah. there's nothing you can do about it because you deleted your Twitter and account. the theme song. Yes. <laughs> uh, we should... We, yeah, we'll steal the burn a ref card for sure. But uh, I... I, I I say we're happy to hand it back over if you guys start recording it again. No, yeah. it's ours now. Go away, Josh. I mean, talking. <laughs> yeah, we tried to like get them into a rap battle, and they never agreed to do it, which I was disappointed about. But I, I hope you guys have found the happiness you were looking for by not doing the podcast. But I'm sure the podcast world of the Portland Timbers community would be very excited if you uh, decided to rejoin it at some point in the future. Same with soccer touchdown, obviously like slayers of the the older Portland um, podcast scene. Who was it that drove across New Zealand listening to more Sonic? Uh, that was me. Um, so one of the times uh, I had to do a crazy drive from the North Island to the South Island on a vacation. It was like a 10 hour driving day. Um, um, maybe even more than that now that I think about it because we include the, the ferry time, but <laughs> I just listened to Morrisonic episodes on repeat and it kept me awake. And so it was, it was greatly appreciated. And then I woke up in the beautiful uh, town of Kaikoura on the South Island and it was glorious. Thank you, Morrisonic. One time I was listening to a Morrisonic episode and through no fault of their own, I was just really tired, um, had gotten a lot of sleep, was overworked, whatever. I fell asleep in it and then I woke up and I thought I was, I thought I'd, you know, how like a podcast sometimes skips to whatever's next in some other different podcasts. I woke up and I thought I had was listening to like an undergrad lecture on uh, economics, like a 300 level <laughs> economics class. <laughs> but it turned out all right it turned out that they had just done a really deep dive into some economic stuff for like 15 20 minutes that that uh totally cracked me up yeah i'm gonna i miss those guys a lot um so yeah They'll and a back. special shout out to that period of time uh, before MLS is back covid cup started and they're re-watching old matches pretending like they'd didn't see it before oh yes <laughs> so that was right that's brilliant right. those were amazing uh, it was a stroke of genius and it helped get us through the very beginning of covid that's yeah, that i they did the sound for the time portal if i recall correctly um and they uh he said one of the i think pat said one of the funniest things that's ever happened on a podcast for me which was the i'm not gay but i'm not dead and uh, <laughs> that will i mean that is t-shirt worthy uh you could probably put it and sell it for a lot of money um but uh -huh. yeah yeah let's jump into the game reviews i'm gonna do the the intros here for the accountability matters section of this podcast 
and the predictions for at Minnesota away, which happened on Saturday, 730 at 12 p.m. Pacific was Randy predicted a three to two loss. I predicted as myself, Jonathan, a two to zero win. Greg predicted a three to one loss and Josh predicted a one to zero win. And holy shit, Uh, were all of us extremely wrong. I mean, I'm the most right out of all you guys. What game? Uh, on a four-four tie? Yeah, three to two loss. At least I'm closer in goals. <laughs> I mean, if that's the uh, don't laugh, right here only... in second place. Uh, wait, <laughs> no, I'm in. I'm in second place. Uh, a win? Eh, no, Greg's I'm just. Got, Greg's yeah, got four. I'm points. the only one who's. Yeah, I think actually, me and Josh should get the points on this one. Um, I agree with you. We always are the best at everything. A lot happened in this match. What do you guys want to talk about it? So it started where I walked to Whole Foods with my in-laws and my wife. (laughs) And we got some Prosecco and some orange juice, maybe a couple snacks, to our friend Tyler's house uh, to go watch them rip down walls in their their new house. And then we left after we drank. And then we came home. And my family went to an estate sale, which was awful. So I left. And then I came home and I put the game on. And... Just to be like sitting there right when the game turns on, like the like the first like two seconds of kickoff, and then to be up one to nothing, I was like, "We are going to destroy them." <laughs> um, do you know that announcer is the same guy that announced the cup match, and he was doing the same kind of deal. He was just trying to like do his spiel to, and you know, like the the first couple thirty seconds of the match where he starts talking some nonsense, you know. No, nothing that matters, and he gets interrupted by somebody scoring a goal. That was kind of funny. Sebastian Blanco with a 14-second goal. Holy crap. Woo! And it was good. It was yeah, really good. It was. it was. So it was really good. Uh, I, don't think that goal hap- I don't think that goal happens if uh, Kevin Ariaga is in position. Uh, I mean, Ooh, interesting. So the whole thing kicks off. Timbers get the kickoff. The ball gets played back to Mabiala. As that's happening, Saba is just like casually strolling upfield, and Ariaga, who's their defensive midfielder, isn't paying attention to where Blanco is. He's just watching the ball, and that's when Mabiala kicks it over the top and finds Jimmy on the wing. And from that point on. Ariaga does not get back into the play whatsoever. And it's a numbers game from there on out. So yes, that was wonderful. There was a lot of great passes and there was work that Saba had to do, but honestly that goal doesn't happen unless Minnesota is really bad at defense. I think that was the spirit of a Bobacy. Also, as soon as it happened, we all celebrated. Oh, that's the other thing. This was uh, the unofficial opening of the Soggy Bottom. I had about a dozen people over to watch the match. Uh, It was wonderful. It was a good time. Uh, And as soon as we got done celebrating, I said, now watch. The Timbers will give up a goal before the 10th minute. Mm. Was it fantastic? One of the one of the good things from the the that match was the some, one of the announcers said something like the Minnesota went down a goal without even touching the ball once. Oh, so uh, Minnesota does get back. Uh, Chara gets beaten on a header. Fragapani, who is everybody's favorite t- uh, Minnesota player that we hate. Um, Why do we hate him, Randy? Just because of the he's a racist. 
yes with chara actually wasn't that with char uh it was bravo was in the right spot he was in the sort of in the right spot to do the goal line save like he has done at least once this year um but he had to sort of choose between which two guys he was going to cover and he just didn't have enough time to react so uh i don't know if he had made it he would have been a hero but i don't necessarily blame him for not not saving that i do i think he loses his mark i think that's something that keeps coming back to bite us in the ass you think that pieces. bravo loses his mark yeah 100 percent. bravo lost he's, his mark. he's on the post though the guy on the post doesn't have a mark he's if there's two guys in two different positions and no one else in front of him but him he can't do, guard both those guys at and, the same time and that's the point he's on the far post but when that shot goes in the ball gets between him and the far post right but you didn't listen to what I just said was that there's two guys he has to defend in, in that spot and he can't be at both of those places at the same time. Correct. He should be at the far post and he wasn't, <laughs> but then the ball goes to the middle guy and it goes in and you're like, you should have been in the middle, but it didn't go to the middle guy. It went to the far post. Uh, well, I guess so. We give up a lot of goals. At the far post is what I'm saying. Okay. Like repeat. Yeah, and then we, we gave up, up more goals. goals far post. Um, I have in my notes here on Minnesota's third goal that bad things happen when Mabiala goes to the half line, goes past the half line. When that happened live, I was like, sorry, sorry, interrupted. I was going to say, we we go down after being up 1-0 in 14 seconds. We go down 3-1 in the first half. Um, that's, That's how we get to that third goal. It reminds me of that knockout game in the playoffs against FC Dallas when Houston. it was Mabiala who was up at, you know, the half, like half midfield, um, like halfway. And just like some, they brought in some young Thundercat from whatever, and he just completely outpaced Mabiala and they scored that game winning goal, which knocked us out of the playoffs. And it's like Mabiala cannot leave. Like he needs to be hooked to Ivicic. With like a ten that, foot like kitty a kitty rope that does that, not let him leave. Yeah, that I know what goal you're talking about. I thought that was Houston, but that was like an over the top ball, and, and he was he got burned that way. This time it was him just being real lazy. On there was a back, there was some scuffle, and um, the it kind of bounced around a little bit, and then he was in a position to clean that up, and he just kind of sat there for a minute before he realized what was going on, and by the time he decided to go back and and try and get it. And uh, somebody else um, stole it from him, uh, and he was, you know, he was at that point. He was like, there was, all, you know, four or five guys in front of him, so there wasn't really anything he could do. But if it, had he been alert, he should have gotten to that easily. I felt um, like we were in a pretty shitty spot after that third goal, and it was like, ah, do I even continue to watch this? Yeah, I, I have to agree. Um, my interest. <laughs> It's like coming back from a 3-1 loss after the half against Minnesota does not seem like a very likely thing. But thank God we were wrong. Ooh, were we wrong? That was a long switch to Santiago from... Oh, It was from Santiago in the 50th minute. Moreno gets a big switch uh, from left to right over to Jimmy. No, I was wrong. Jimmy made the big switch to Moreno. You're right, yeah. Randy. My bad. Uh, he he had a really good takedown on that too. It was a, I mean, it was a giant pass, and he managed to bring that down like perfectly. 
and then he go he passed it off to um oh yeah he's go to shielded boxel and then uh blanco took a no touch or one touch shot that was that was really good it's so weird talking about this. Maybe we should have done this right ap- after the episode, after the <laughs> game. Because at the time, this whole thing was larger than life. And then like two weeks later, three games later, it's all like, Ugh. You know, again, to my earlier point, Blanco's, he's practically standing on top of the penalty spot unmarked. A better defensive team knows better than to give Saber that kind of space. Uh, shout out to Moreno for that touch back behind the defender to give himself room to get that pass. Um, that was phenomenal. And Moreno's he's, it's like he's growing with every match. Like we're seeing him get better and better in real time. I, I feel like awesome. teams uh, are like Blanco's not as good as he used to be. And they're, um, and they're not always pressuring him, And, and he's not always taking advantage. He's not always able to uh, convert on those, but he still has that in him. So That's I kind of get the vibe. Agree. Blanco takes stock of who he's going up against yeah. to really turn it on or not. Cause like he turned it on in this Minnesota match. We've never won in Minnesota. So clearly he wanted to do that. He turned right. it on in Seattle. Right. And that was amazing. And then as we're going to see talking about these next couple matches, not so much. Yeah. So um, that uh, third goal is from uh news go to gets, gets fouled to set up the free kick and then he has a, a header that's that was just like a really sweet header that um i mean i'm suck it jonathan what do you say to that <laughs> who, who i'm sorry what are we talking about he's goda he no, draw, not only not only does he draw the foul that sets up the free kick he gets the header a very difficult low percentage shot header and scores at that point he's six goals in seven games sorry never heard of him <laughs> uh, come God on, damn it! You're right. Um, I rate him as doing sixty percent of what he should be doing. Okay, all right. Uh, there was that a call for than before. Minnesota had a call for a PK um, after Ashala uh, made some contact with uh, Young Young Wayne. How do you, I don't know how you say that guy's name? Nguane in the head, but, uh, that that yeah, little man. I think the I think the no PK was the right call. Um, there was contact, but it wasn't. Uh, I mean, it was just normal, natural, and there was no effort to like extend the forearm into the head of the guy. Does anyone else even yeah. remember that? No. Yep, one hundred percent. I don't remember any of this. Did they? And then we had a call for a penalty too. Um, uh, Jimmy was taken down in the box and they never showed, they checked it. They mentioned that they did check it on the air, but they never showed the replay. <sighs> can I burn a ref card? Uh, I, I you want to burn it on this match? Really? I 100% do. Do we ha- have, we have the rules yet? Do we know how many ref cards we have to burn? I think it was like six per season for the whole show. Everybody gets one for the whole or- no, for the, whole series? for the whole season, there is six allowed from this podcast. Okay, so everybody probably gets have their to one. Pro-rate. Okay, no, we have to probably prorate to where we're at right now. Okay, all right, well, go ahead. Who's man. keeping track? Dallas, did you watch the Dallas game, uh, Greg? You want to burn your ref card on Minnesota and not Dallas? 100%. Victor okay. Rivas, the official for Minnesota, is a piece of shit. 
who always makes the match about himself. The last time he refed for us, do you guys know which match that was? No, no, no. What? The 7-2 Sporting Kansas City match where we were all talking about, like, where are all these cards and all these fouls coming from? No matter who it was against, we were standing there scratching our heads. He gave out out two reds. And I did a little bit of digging on this guy afterwards. Uh, He gives out an average of five and a half yellows per match, which is a whole... (laughs) a whole yellow card above the four and a half average, which even that four and a half average for like Seems season high. long, we league wide makes me go, what really? And I think what it is, is these bastards who are giving out nine every time they play is dragging the average up, uh, backing up a little bit, go back to the 14th minute. Uh, when, uh, Kamar Lawrence, he's running in from, uh, from the right trying to close down Jimmy Chara and slides in through Jimmy's legs. They say he gets the ball first and no foul is given. You guys remember that right at the top of the box? Uh, I, I sort of cool. Fine. Whatever. If you don't want to give a foul, that's fine. But just a couple minutes later, Diego Chara goes in from almost the exact same angle in almost the exact same way. The only difference is he doesn't True. slide and Diego Chara gets a freaking yellow. Okay. Yeah. And the difference is I like, call that. Oh, yeah. yes. Jimmy had a chance at goal. If he doesn't go down right there, that guy where Diego got called on no chance. He was in at goal. There was still f- yeah. four defenders between that, him and the net on the replay. Even in the announcers were saying that should not have, even been a foul at all called on Chara. Nope. He he didn't even go to ground and he got ball first. And that was early enough in the match that Diego had to mind himself and not get carted off the field. And I argue maybe a more aggressive Diego Chara prevents one of those other goals from happening. I don't, Uh, I don't pin any goals on Diego, but he is a formidable presence just being himself. And he had to play it easy. I don't think Chara really changes his, I think he barely changes his playing style if he's got a yellow. Maybe, but whatever. Victor Rivas, go to hell. You are yeah. the new Baldomero Baldemort, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, that's a good name. Oh, God, I hate him so much. Uh, Ashala, I wanted to talk about. He, he uh, seemed to be a non-factor. Um, and he eh. seemed to be I mean, I, what are your expectations? Of, yeah. What are your expectations of him right now? My expectations were for him to make a difference. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> why is that funny? I don't know. He's like seven years old. Did you see his photo <laughs> on the team thing? Like he looks. Yeah, like he does. He does look like he's in junior he's high. Thirteen-year-old kid. Um, he needs yeah. minutes. There's no doubt. He needs minutes. Yeah, he's gotten minutes before. Um, what do we got? What else happened there? The last goal, uh, from the Timbers we should talk about, um, which in the moment I thought was the official hat trick. I thought it happened. And I was like, because it went off a defender who deflected it and then off the keeper's foot. And so if it doesn't hit the defender and then it goes off the keeper's foot, that is not an own goal, goal. but it was enough of a redirection in the review (laughs) And I hope they appeal it because, I mean, that is. Um, I don't uh, think. You, can you appeal that? I don't. I don't know why. Why can't you? You can appeal anything. I think. 
Oh, you can't appeal. You can't appeal yellow cards. You can't appeal. You can't appeal anything. Um, is that a specific rule? The 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 bit about going off the foot. Uh, it is a rule that I think I remember. So I mean, again, journalism's like do your own <laughs> research. Journalism. Yeah, yeah that's journalism. A, the, the own goal determination. I would like to have the official explanation for that because that ball's going in the net already, right? And then if every time somebody gets involved in a play and it goes off of them before it goes in and they're not the keeper, is every goal a known goal? Then you guys are gonna hate me. I already do. What's, well, I already, yeah, yeah, me I mean, too. Like, What's oh, going on? Yeah, <laughs> then I'm not losing anything. I think yeah. St. Clair, I think St. Clair picks that up if it's not deflected. There's nobody that the ball's really going to. St. Clair is down and ready to just let the ball roll into his arms. It was the deflection that broke his concentration. Yeah, I mean it definitely helps, although who you don't know if it gets if he I, I wouldn't s- he has a chance he doesn't get it. He gets fingertips on it. You don't know how much power that had, um, who it goes to if it, if he has to deflect and not grab it because he's probably not going to grab it. I don't know. Maybe he does. Yeah, sure. It's That's fair. Not- I I think Ongol hurts. I want the Hattie. I think it's the right call. And listeners, you can send your hate mail to portlandvanity at gmail.com. Um, you could hear the Timbers Army on the TV broadcast at that point in the game. That was good, huh? Could you? Yes, you could. Did you? Well, I, I didn't. No, I didn't. I only I, the last few games. I only did through text. I mean, through the app. So I didn't really. I just like was reading what was going on as it was happening. Boy, that's like watch. That's I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been guilty of listening to the Timbers match on the radio before, but uh, that's got to be a pretty unfulfilling experience. It is. It was really. It. it I spend the first twenty minutes of the match trying to find it on. <laughs> on something and couldn't find it. And then, so I'm like, yeah, I'll just watch it through the, I'll read it. Okay. So at the end of this match, uh, at Tana scouting on Twitter tweeted at us asking if we still think Ivicic is a top of the league goalkeeper. Anybody want to reply? I feel like their, their message was snarky, super snarky. Did we say, did Mm -hmm. we say he was a top of the league goalkeeper? We sang his praises on the last couple episodes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we've been saying he's been making some amazing yes. saves, keeping us in games. Like the a lot of the games he has personally made a save that is wildly acrobatic that has clearly kept us in earning points. Yeah, yeah and Greg uh, will fight you guys. Um, I don't think he was bad in that game at all, despite the high score line. No, I don't pin any goals directly on him. Uh, Minnesota's fourth goal was a maybe he could have gotten a fist to it, but it was so weird. Here's the other thing about that fourth goal. Um, who scored that for them? Uh, Long, Long Hongwane or whatever his name is. He looks like he, he or he had the header that sent it across. Um, he pretty much knocked over Blanco from behind to get that header. And so I, I was a little bit surprised that wasn't um, looked at. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, it was, again, yeah. Say this. So this game ends in a four-four, and it's a cracker, which I've been hoping for for oh, a long time. Like, love. Spria got a yellow in that match too. Another bad call. Did he? I don't remember. Yes, that one. there was a the keeper came out out of the box to get a ball, 
and he kind of backed into the box. I was, he was trying to get it and he goes down and Espria is running at it. And there's a little bit of contact with the keeper, but it part is sort of because the keeper falls over backwards and um, this head sort of hits Espria on the leg, but it was not like Espria trying to kick at the ball and kicking the, the keeper's head. Um, and so, Oh, you're right. You're right. I remember that. Uh, it's the whole the sequence starts out of the box and ends in the box and he gets a yellow for that and as a result misses the next match um that was a bullshit call and so i remember the commentator saying how they're like by the book that is technically a yellow even though that should not be so we're in agreement about burning the ref card then okay sure yeah yeah all right, we got five left. It actually not even five left. Uh, uh, Laka like went into the locker room after he was subbed off at eighty six minutes. He did not stick out. He st- went right into the the locker room, which was a little bit was worrisome. He, was he? I mad think he got told his hurt? last goal was not counted for him, <laughs> and he was pissed. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. God damn it! Um, but, I, I have right, in the well, notes that uh, at this point in the match. In our season, Tuiloma still had this was our still our second highest player or goal scorer, um, and for reasons I could not understand, he was not starting. Well, I don't know why he's not starting. <laughs> <laughs> Segway alert! Thank you, Josh. Much appreciated. <laughs> so we should move on to uh, the the next match here, which is last, actually Portland last- versus. Last thing before moving on, uh, just want to say this draw is definitely way more mi- disappointing for Minnesota fans than Timbers fans. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think that was you our, guys are still talking about Minnesota. I think that was our first yeah. point ever in St. Paul. Um, and I wanted to say that that was a that was a nationally broadcast game, so it was a good game, real exciting, you know, high scoring match for yes. people to watch on a national uh, game. But uh, it was also like a horribly produced um, game because for like the whole, even into the second half, the audio on the announcers would, would, would like if somebody bumped into this fader and it would go way down and you couldn't hear what they were saying, you'd have to like put your ear right up against the speaker, um, which is kind of embarrassing. So, and the, another thing about that is uh, I'm looking forward to the Apple TV era when we're going to get a decent post-game oh, show after God. a match like that instead of yeah. getting the UFC fighting three minutes after the match ends. Well, MLS has that, you know, WNBA money, so. Nashville? What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's his second offered segue, which we did not take advantage of the first one. So, uh, moving on to the next match, which is uh, Portland versus trying to help Nashville. you guys out. Yeah, yeah. So for the predictions, ever go? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, predictions. Randy said a two to one win. I said a four to two win. Greg said a two to nothing win, and Josh said a three to one win, which ends at another tie at one to one. So uh, I'm going to exit the podcast for the next two reviews, or I'm going to still listen, obviously, Uh, but. I was on an alcohol-infused binge for eight days at a work conference, followed by a wedding, and uh, I missed the next two matches. We rolled out a three in the back, a three-four-two-one lineup. Uh, we had no Diego Chara. He was out on accumulation from that bullshit yellow we already talked about. 
Paredes and Eric Williamson were both on out on injuries. So and Espria was out on yellow too. So our midfield was Laria, Jimmy, Ayala, and Van Rankin. That is a really weird midfield. Yeah. <laughs> what Greg said. Um, I thought we did. We looked really good. Uh, looked like we had a shot at winning it, and then. At around 70 minutes or so, it seemed that neither team really wanted to win, and they were both kind of like, let's just uh, let's just get a draw and move on. And so yeah, let's became, go to dinner. It became very, very boring. And Is that your one-sentence review you wanted to do? Very, very it. boring? Yeah. yeah, well, that, yeah, that's it. My one-sentence review is same as it ever was. Yeah, I was um, reading it, reading the match, and I fell asleep. <laughs> and then i woke up and i'm like oh i missed nothing um what do you mean you were like reading and how what do you mean reading the match oh my god do i have to explain this for every match if you go to google and type in timbers it'll say who they're playing and then you can read commentary like the play-by-play you're just refreshing it or is it it auto refreshes oh okay um Jeez, man, why didn't you listen to it on the radio then? I don't know. I probably had a kid or something, and she wanted to watch some stupid kid show. Why? Why? Why don't you get? ESPN I'm a good parent. Plus. I have ESPN Plus. It, oh, I couldn't watch it because it was blacked out. The Nashville game was blacked out. Yeah. Was that a Nashville? Yeah, was was that on? It doesn't matter if it's in oh, Portland. Yeah, 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 it's blacked right, out right. on ESPN Plus. You're right. That's right. Um, yeah, and it was playing on regular. It was playing on regular ESPN, right. and I didn't have that. Looking forward to Apple TV. Um, I know. Eh, anything else? We and they're say? a sponsor. Ivicic had another four save night, uh, including a point blank smothering of a close shot from wide open uh, Teal Bunbury. Uh, honestly, how many of these matches can we thank Ivicic for the one lone point we get? Like, yeah, probably at least half. Also, what what a fun name Teal Bunbury is. <laughs> it's a, it's an amazing name. <laughs> Do you regret not naming your children that? Yeah. <laughs> what are you? Do you are you gonna? I mean, there's so many different ways you could go that with that. You know, would you like the Teal Bunbury or would you like the maroon one? Or... <laughs> it sounds like some kind of English cobbler. Yeah. Right. <laughs> have a, a Bunbury, please. With with tea today. Um, should we go out to Dallas? Dallas. Sure. Dallas. Let's do it. We rolled so... out the three four two one again. Yeah, uh, we did. This time, almost completely. Killing it. I think Geo uh, wow. had his first choice three man back line with Zoop and Mobby. Hold on, Greg. We haven't done our predictions yet. Shut up! I hate you. We have to do predictions first. We are an accountability first podcast. Okay. Okay. My prediction first. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so Portland versus Dallas was uh, actually a one, one, but Randy predicted a two to two draw. I predicted a four to two win. Greg predicted a three to two win. And Josh predicted a yawn to yawn win. There you go. All right. And we almost Thanks did, for showing up. did that. Yeah, but we almost did that, but it didn't happen. Thanks, Charlie. All right, so, uh, Greg, back to your actual intelligent commentary about the formation. 
Uh, Jesus. Okay, I'm going back on mute. Shut up, Josh. Three-man backline. Uh, <laughs> Geo finally gets his first choice. Zuperich, Mabiala, and Tuoloma across the back. Diego Chara is back. Uh, there is no Van Rankin in this match. That was just a coaching choice, right? He didn't have an injury or anything, did he? I don't know. Yeah, don't anyway. know. And also, uh, Blanco does not start this match. He starts on the bench. <sighs> yeah. We... we um. The first half, we looked like the team. We were on the front foot. We looked like the team most likely to, to win. Um, and then we came out flat AF in the second half. And uh, we looked super sloppy, super lethargic until, I don't know, around the 70th minute when they subbed in Blanco and Williamson and uh, Loria came on in shifts, I think. Um, and then we really took it to those guys. Yeah, uh, Luria came on at what halftime? He's had a couple of his not best matches of the season in a row. I love Marvin Luria. I want the best for him. I don't know. I can't point to any one moment that really made or broke his performance on the night. But that's kind of saying something in and of itself. Uh, I mean, I, didn't he draw a penalty? Does he's he's not the one that drew drew it, is he? It was a handball. I think he was. Whoa. He took the shot, I think. Didn't he, he took the shot. It was a handball. Right. And then he steps up and he takes the penalty for some reason. Why is that going on also? I, I, I like the fact that we let random guys take the penalty kicks. I think that's I think that's good. Um, I think it's good. It, it keeps those guys, except, you know, he didn't do a very good job on this one, but he did follow through and make make the, the, the goal. But um. I, I like that. I like the decision to mix it up. So it's there the uh, mentality that if you earn the penalty, you take the penalty. I don't know if that's necessarily the same thing because I don't. I don't think Nizgoda takes his own penalties, does he? I don't remember it. Uh, I don't think has. I've seen him take a penalty outside of like the yeah. like having to in in penalties, but not like in the in the game, just a single one. But I, I want to go back have... to the Marvin Luria thing real quick because. He has not been extremely effective for Portland in the grand scheme of his his tenure. However, he, the one thing I super appreciate about him is that he takes shots. Like I was explaining this to someone uh, who must have been on the 4-4 match. Oh, yeah, my in-laws were here. And, uh, and I was like, it's super frustrating to watch them play because they – it's like everyone goes for the extra pass, the extra pass, the extra pass. It's like someone's just oh, got to rip yeah. it and hope for a rebound. And Luria is one of the few players that Timbers has that will just like shoot a cannon from anywhere. If he has like even a millisecond to take the shot. Him and uh, uh, Paredes. Um, yeah, he's not, I mean, he's no, he's not a barn burner or whatever, but uh, would you say journeyman journeyman player? Marvin, yeah, but solid, he's, he's yeah, basement yeah. level midfielder in MLS. Yeah, you you not ex, you don't expect a whole lot out of him necessarily, but uh, he's he generally doesn't screw things up, and and a lot of times he does surprisingly well, and so I I, I like him too. If you guys remember, he was one of the reasons why we made it all the way to the final last year during the playoffs, and we had I forget how many starters that were out for a match, and he came in and played like he belonged. So, yeah. Greg, that was hurtful. Why would you say that? <laughs> yeah, Greg. Well, what gives? Uh, it was 90 <laughs> minutes like... of a whole lot of nothing. Um, 
And then 90 plus plus four is when that penalty that we just talked about happened. I, uh, I, I disagree that it was 90 minutes of a whole lot of nothing. Oh, I, thought really? it, I thought it was, I thought this, I thought it was yeah, just because the game, there's no score and the game doesn't mean there was nothing going on. <laughs> oh, that's right. We had uh, in earlier in the match, we had uh, our man of the match, the goalpost. When Maviala has a bad giveaway on a lazy pass and Ariola outruns him and then takes a shot and hit, hits the goalpost. Um, is that one of the. I know I have my notes and I can remember Ivicic had two. Um, notice I said that right, Stephanie. Ivicic had two um, really good 1v1s where the expected goals for Dallas should have been pretty high and he came up big in both of those he did he had that one we just talked about in the 28th minute and then in the 59th minute uh once again Mabiala whiffs on a clearance and the ball just rolls to an uh areola again and he's one-on-one with Ivicic and somehow he closes it down takes away the angle and that shot does not go in the net um that was uh and that's offside because not offside because Maviala made contact with that ball as it was being passed forward. And so once that happens, it doesn't matter if the other if the guy's offside, it's a deliberate play on the ball. Um We just talked about two times Maviala kind of almost screwed the pooch. We had a question about Maviala. Should I read that now? Yes. On Reddit, UA Chemist asks. Maybe Mabiala shouldn't be a starter. What's your opinion? I uh, That's my opinion. I like the guy. He's got good style. He seems really fun to hang out with. Friendly guy. Love his attitude. Um, he's not a starter in my book and hasn't. Have, I've kind of felt that way um, about him for a couple of years. Agreed. A couple of years? Yeah. I mean, like Jonathan. I think this like Jonathan says, you can trace that back to that Houston. I think it was Houston match in the playoffs where uh, he has a habit of, of costing us stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I don't, you know, I have to, yeah, I, oh, um, I would, I don't know about a couple years, but I, I feel like he's been slow the past couple years and noticeably slower than most of the people on the field. And he's when he gets always been slow though. Of, He's slower. Even when he gets himself out of position, he's um, like he's not fast enough to to track back. And the problem is that he gets out of position quite a bit. Don't forget again last year in the playoffs, like he was he scored two crazy goals if I recall. Uh, he also yeah. had an assist on like a um, something wild where he was almost playing the equivalent of like right back for that play. But um, it's like. It's it's time. I would rather see what Zach McGraw can do and grow him into the next. With Malbiala being like a you know a, an option off the bench who can bring in you know uh, leadership uh, and but it's time to pass the reins. Yeah, I think so. so I yeah, the yeah, Zach McGraw has, thing would be nice. He has good games though. I mean, I think it was it maybe Nashville was one of those or I can't remember, but um, he has had games where he's done really well for us. Um, problem is it's not it's it's not consistent and when he does have a failure it a lot of times leads directly to a goal so i went to my good friend matt nye who is uh mabiala's leading apologist he absolutely loves mabiala he might be his favorite player on this team 
and he's also a soccer coach so he understands the game and i said hey give me some yeah, stuff to but, talk about here yeah but does he have a podcast sure sure doesn't he knows somebody with a podcast though <laughs> oh okay yeah. did uh, he give <laughs> mabiala a vest he did not give mabiala a vest and, and got nothing in return and mabiala didn't Two even strikes. thank you for it so did did you even <laughs> give it to him if he didn't thank you I have, anyway I have photographic evidence he said he thanked me much like i was saying Nis Goda suffers from the current system that we're playing. Mabiala suffers from the four in the back system we usually play because that is his biggest knock against him is his speed. Uh, the system asks him to get way too high, higher than he's comfortable doing, but he does it anyway because he is that anchoring center back and he is the leader. Matt thinks Zoop is as hot and cold as Blanco is, and he's super prone to making the dumbest mistakes in the world. I think it was the second or third goal against Minnesota where Zuperich defended about as well as I do and got totally beat. Sure. I'm sorry. Did you say hot and cold as Blanco? You said hot and cold as Blanco. Did you mean hot and cold as Maviala? No, I meant Blanco. Like, because okay. we were just saying Blanco, we don't know which Blanco is going to show up. Is it going to be right. the one that tears everything up or the one that can't do anything? Sure. So there's that. And then Bill wants to get up high, wants to get in the attack too. So he's not that anchoring center back. So that is why Matt is really high on this three back system where Mabiala doesn't have to push up. He could stay back and be that leader. Yeah, but he still did. He still blew it. He still failed to do that. This specific match again, I agree with you. And that was the first thing I said to him. What about his whiffs? Uh, But also, None of those resulted in goals either. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they should have. They definitely should have. Um, yeah. Best dressed guy on the team, maybe, but uh, I'm not a starter for me. Well, All fine. Right. All right. There so, we go. I was waiting for it. I almost just said, where's the Josh awkward segue? And you did it. Uh, <laughs> uh, wait, again. Sure That's what I'm good at. Williamson is a boss. When he when he came on, he totally made a difference. And when he's on, he is so on. He bosses the midfield around. Um, Nathan, how do we say his last name? Stephanie Fogazzi. Uh, Mister, uh, he um, again didn't produce anything. But man, that guy can hustle. He runs his butt off the entire time he's there. He's hungry, and I like seeing that. Um, the own goal from Diego, I can, I don't fault him for that. He cannot help it that that's as tall as he is. He was in the right spot. Maybe somebody else should have been that in that place instead of him. But um, something like that, an own goal that happens through not even a bad mis- decision, just actively trying to do something. I, I don't, I don't get mad at a player for that or or fault them for that. You guys. Uh, that draw hurt. That draw hurt like hell, uh, especially giving it up on the last touch of the match, being a Diego Chara own goal when we gave up a corner when we really didn't have to. Uh, we're yeah. not good at defending with the ball, and we get late in the match, and we just defend in the lap of our keeper, and we give up set pieces, and we're not good at defending them. So that that draw hurt. It hurt a lot. Is that such a thing, defending with the ball? Yeah. They can't score if you yeah. have the ball. Okay. 
it's like time wasting kind of thing. Like let's just kill minutes and making them attack us, and then hopefully they commit numbers, and you can get a a pass out, and then bring it down to one of the corner flags, and right. you know dick around there for a minute. And uh, so that I, I agree with Greg, even though I didn't watch the match, but I saw when they scored the goal and that it was an own goal. I was like, shit. There was some grousing about the amount of extra time that that went past, but um, the first one. The penalty was like 93 or 92 minutes and there was a lot of time wasted and so uh even though it was like nine minutes after the five or whatever that we were supposed to get i, th- I think that was still accurate although if they had cut it 30 seconds earlier we wouldn't we would have won ted got a lot of oh sorry ted uncle's historically bad referee but i feel like this is one of the fairest matches i've seen him ref for us anyway oh, he got um, a bunch of bad calls he had some things that were just grossly inaccurate like his face <laughs> oh well, that was okay so from thing. yeah but from doing the um from watching that match on google also um why was there 10 minutes of stoppage time because they just, went to var they went to var in stoppage and then there was a bunch of you know the pussy footing on the penalty kick and some flopping around, setting it up, and then um, yeah, flip flopping away. Yeah, it it was. If you look at how much time, it, it's it wasn't that um, out of control. No, it was accurate. Are we okay. moving on? Yeah, let's move on. Yes. All right. Uh, just kind of update on the season where we are. Timbers are seventh in the West somehow, and twelfth in the Supporter Shield. That's really surprising to me, to be honest. We are undefeated in ten which is our second longest record. The club record is 15, which we did twice in 2013 and 2018, but only one of the last five matches were wins. And I think one of the previous fives was a draw as well. So five wins and five draws. Mm. I mean, it's a lot of missed points. Yeah, but it's probably not enough to, uh, to get over the playoff line this year. Oh, wouldn't that be nice to not have playoffs? Think it's too late. No, it's not too late. Well, no, it's not too late. Jonathan's talking like it's too late. Yeah, no, Randy, I'm a supporter. Okay, thanks. Um, The no, my point being, um, uh, like the the ties are great because you're getting a point no matter what. But we have to start to you know the games that we're winning later on in the match, like they have to stay as wins. Because yeah, that will yeah. put us in a solid place, home field advantage, which is what we want. And uh, but anyway, sorry, Greg, back to you. It's all good. Had we won either one of these recent draws, we would be in fifth. And I think if we had managed two wins, that probably put us in fourth. But I don't want to make that claim without journalisming better. Um, the West is super tight. Uh, yeah, it's. It's looking rough, but you don't think it's too late, Jonathan? You think we're all right? I I mean, I think we're still like it's I, I think we hit either last place or set. We stay um, like in the bottom two spots. That's my bet of the playoff, but still making the playoffs, but still making the playoffs. Gotcha. And then we're going to end up playing against fucking LAFC. Uh, and oh, yeah. yeah oh, be, yeah. Except we can beat those guys. That's the thing. Yep. Every one of these draws has been um, the last batch, at least, has been uh, against somebody that's been above us in the table. Um, we have yeah. a 
I, I think maybe except for Vancouver. I don't know. We seem to be able to beat or at least draw with people that we shouldn't be. Um, I think our we have a bigger problem. We don't always win these games that we should be winning. Yeah. And then, I mean, Randy's Greg, figured it out, guys. <laughs> He's new team owner. It's a fact. <laughs> it's fact. Yeah, I am. So, it's, Greg, it's your last down update. To the wire, man. It's going to come down to the wire. Yes, it is. Last bit of housekeeping. Mora is out for the season. Boo. Oof. That's rough. I guess we're not going to see more of him. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been saving that one up? I just thought of it right now. You're welcome. Awesome. And if I read the timeline correctly, like he's not even going to play the opening bit of next season. It's it's like a nine month or what happened? He he only played like five minutes of the his last on screen thing. He on screen on field was like five minutes or something, right? less than 10 and yeah he didn't appear to be injured what's going on man they never really told us what was wrong with his knee you want to know what's going on we have horrible doctors and they don't know what they're doing and they misdiagnose these people these players and destroy their careers you think that's still going on we have we've had a medical staff turnover have we yeah we did we got rid of (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny have we now, Randy? Have we? Um, really, Randy? What are their names and occupations? They are different mm-hmm. names in the same yeah. occupations. After it was a couple of years ago when there were people constantly being injured and not returning when they should have. You guys don't remember that? I do, and it looks like it's happening again. Was that Gleason? No, that's that's doesn't even no, have that was Dean Wise. Yeah. Although, geez, man, every time you hear about a timber going in to get an operation, you're like, oh, I hope they got a different yeah. doctor than that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, so hot take. I think it's time to, to cut Mora and use the money elsewhere. Pay it out and be done with it. Oof, really? You're ready to cut him loose? Yeah. I'd like to see how he returns. Where's our intern? Oh, how re- long is he on contract? Uh, that was a journalism question. I don't do yeah. that. Uh, Pat. Man. Pat. Uh, Transfer windows closed. So what we have is what we have. Yikes. <laughs> Help us, Obi Wan. These go to your only hope. Um, I don't. I don't mean to like sign someone for the rest of this season. I just mean in general. I, I don't year. think. Yeah. Like, what's the what's the breaking point and. So it says his contract expires December 31st, 2024. Um, and so that means he's maybe going to play a th- two-thirds of the season next season uh, and then one more season. I'm just not sure. Like at that point, you're talking about a 30-year-old striker who's had major season-ending surgery twice. Who? What about Blanca? He, um, Word? That's yeah, why he's not a DP. Baby. He probably realistically only plays like half a season next year. Yeah, I was trying to be optimistic because I'm known yeah. to be happy. So, uh, uh, yeah, man. So, so buy out his contract and and and, geez, man. I would. That's probably a businessy thing to do, man. That breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. But you're probably I like right about that. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. God, that makes me. I'd like to see how he comes back from surgery. And then 
if if his wait so what you're saying his he should be playing again at the beginning of this not the beginning but like in the middle of the maybe season summer middle, maybe summer yeah. of next season yeah okay so give him the benefit and see what he's capable of of like recovery we should be able well we're never going to know but we you should be able to tell from how he's, he's recovering he's 29 years old right now uh he'll basically have missed an entire season uh, he's going to have an off season full of injury, um, like, you know, recovery, sorry. Uh, and then maybe start playing in that uh, next summer, July-ish. And then at that point, he'll be 30. And it's like, mm-hmm. again, like you spend your DP money on like, you know, DP level players. And that's just not what is good enough. And it's unfortunate. It's not his fault. It's not like he said to his cartilage, don't work properly. But again, like at some point, you just have to make the but decision. That goes, like if you're... But doesn't that go back to us having good medical staff and they would be I, able I to see that ahead of time? I, How it's bad easy is to it say that, that, dude? That we have a, a, a hospital as one of our main sponsor partners and we can't seem to get our injuries. You're supposed yeah. to, yeah, before you sign someone, you get a medical. Um. um. Yeah, that makes me want to play something like that. You would know ahead of time. Like we knew Randy's knees were shit before he had surgery. Yeah, that, that was that came out in the the before I signed to this podcast that came up in the we, it was in the athletic. We, we, we did try to release him, uh, but it, it, it didn't work. Um, no. But he's wanting that big podcast money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, well, Greg, that actually was a really good just general update, and you clearly did a lot of notes on the games, which was also awesome. So uh, but, I think you sniff opportunity here, and I and I appreciate it. We're going to, um, as long as we're updating, uh, we have a sort of a checking in on a former Timbers player. Um, Greg, let's roll the theme music for that. La, 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 la. Uh, Donovan Ricketts <laughs> is the new. God, it sounded like uh, Windows ninety seven was starting. What the hell? <laughs> Windows um, Millennium. Yeah. Donovan Ricketts uh, has accepted the interim head coach position at FC Tulsa. I don't have a lot of details on that, but you have to imagine things are going rather poorly if they're firing their coach midseason. Uh, you will be able to tune into our sister podcast, um, uh, the Tulsa Vanity Soccer Podcast, to get more information. <laughs> uh, but it should be noted that Donovan Ricketts is uh, Gretchen's, one of Gretchen's all-time favorite um she's the maddox of she uh has a thing for goalkeepers in general and also it turns out she really likes jamaican goalkeepers so you can draw whatever inference (laughs) from that you want just like randy um but yeah so head coach that's pretty uh pretty exciting news huh yeah that's pretty cool i bet our listeners didn't know that randy was jamaican (laughs) yeah he has a very jamaican vibe (laughs) <laughs> my uh favorite scene one of my favorite scenes in bob's burgers is where bob gets loaded over at jimmy pesto's and they're doing burgers jamaican night over at jimmy pesto's and he gets really loaded and, and he literally starts seeing red uh watching the bad uh reggae band on the on the stage 
I don't remember that because I've never watched the show. What? I know I need to. I know I need to. I just haven't had time. Oh come on, man! No, really, I haven't had time. That's with all and the... You tell you tell me all the time how great it is, and I need to watch it. I just really haven't had a chance to start it. Maybe I'll start I, it tonight. I know it's not all that. It's you're not spending that time fulfilling patch orders. That yeah. Okay. Cool. Hey, Josh, Josh. Why don't you tell us about the transfer window? Yeah, so Olivia Newton-John today transferred her way off this earth. Oh, <laughs> that really fucking on, sucks. Guys. I loved her. Oh, Xanadu was I, one of man. my favorite songs. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, man. That was a teenage crush for me. That tells you how old I was. Dude, she. Oh, I love her. Like, it was so... I like When I saw that, I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> I had like a little tear. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> transfer window. Transfer window. Transfer window. Okay, so we we um signed, well, or, or we hired, however you want to say it. Juan David. Um, I don't even know his last name. Mascara. 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 I I don't know. You know, everyone has always heard this guy and followed him his whole career, and they're so happy he's joined. I don't know who the fuck he is. He is. Um, uh the last youth u22 initiative signing that we had he yeah, signed yeah. as a, a right back and uh, i forget who was telling me this but somebody was saying they're having a real hard time getting his uh visa sorted out and that's why we haven't seen him because it's from colombia and colombia is owned by china now okay is that another uh segue <laughs> I, I guess um anyway so <clears throat> Other Does notable have transfers about him. I can talk about other notable transfers. Please do. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, so we have. Um, I don't really. It's off the rails. Do you want want me to start at the beginning? No. Um, no. These are minutes I'm never going to get back of my life. Then then start talking. I'll be quiet. We're sorry, dear listeners. <laughs> um. Uh... What? Other notable transfers into MLS. Uh, I shared a link in this uh, podcast note, so if anyone wants to look at it, it's a very uh, succinct list of latest transfers. But biggest news is failed Premier League striker Christian Benteke to DC United. So I'm sure he's following the Wayne Rooney, some type of um, relationship there. But I think Christian Benteke is the kind of player that is going to light MLS up. Excuse me. Um, another big one is Dennis Buanga to LAFC from uh, from France. Yeah, again, another big name. I'm not sure how LAFC is skating around all of these rules and signings and whatnot, but uh, very exciting. And speaking of which, the we talked about Gareth Bale quite a few times in this podcast and what would he do since he's been here, and he's been remarkable. And there's a link that I popped in there that can go in the show notes of his latest goal from the last game when LAFC won 4-1. to it's one of those things you would expect from a Gareth Bale type player. Two other notable transfers, uh, Matt Miazga coming back from the Premier League. Uh, and when I say Premier League, I mean the European journeyman, uh, but he was signed by Chelsea and he is rejoining Cincinnati. So another U.S. player coming back to MLS after having <clears throat> not really any success in um, uh, in Europe or consistency. And then the last Did he one come is from a transfer. Cincinnati? Did he come a game from, from the New York uh, uh, New York yeah, Red Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's coming back to Cincinnati. And then the last big one is uh, Gabriel Slonina uh, from Chicago Fire. 
um, going to Chelsea at the end of the season. It was for like $15 million. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's like 19 years old. Yeah, well, well, thanks for um, doing my whole segment, Jonathan. You're welcome. Reader mail. Reader, uh, we already t- touched on a bunch of them. I just worked them into our conversations, so I'm not going to do a ton. Thank you guys so much for all of your comments and questions. There's just a couple I want to do. Um, one guy in response to that FC Dallas said, shit happens, bad luck. I've considered this to be a growing and building year from the beginning. That comment, like, okay, it doesn't say a whole lot, but I just want to read it because his username was chaotic boner. Yes. <laughs> and I wanted to read that. <laughs> of course you did. Uh, you can't get mad, Randy. That's his username. Uh, we already talked about where we think the so timbers... is it lawful or no, no, no. Yeah. Neutral uh, chaotic or a neutral boner. Chaotic good. A lawful boner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We talked about uh, where we think uh, Timbers might just barely squeak into the playoffs. Uh, There was a question from uh, Sorry Just Got Here on Reddit about that. Uh, But the one I want to ask you guys is to Dark Shade asks on Twitter, who isn't at the club at the start of next season, Geo, GW, or Merit, and why? Yes. Oh, good answer. Gio will be out. Merritt and is never getting rid of Gavin. Yeah, Josh. Merritt and Gavin aren't going to be gone by March. No, they're making money. They're making lots of money. Uh, I can imagine a world in which Gio makes a Caleb Porter esque exit at the end yeah, of the season. I can see that. Yep, I could see that too. Um, but no, get used to Merritt and GW a little bit longer. Merritt is, I think Merritt would be okay with leaving selling the team, but he wants to make it look like it's on his terms because his ego is so goddamn huge. Right. And Hey, yeah, did yeah. we get reader mail from this, from McG explaining why that's not going to happen until oh, that was a while ago? You might try to hunt it down. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't, uh, no, we could, I think I can, we didn't bring it up in any podcast. Have we, we haven't yet. No, right. we have not. Basically he explained that nothing, Merritt will never sell the team until his father dies because his father being the guy that actually owns most of it will be able to pass that on to him and he won't have to pay taxes on it. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember reading and that. So that's why that's never going to happen uh, until Hank, uh, kicks the bucket. I mean, Hank's Hank got to be on his last legs. Joins Olivia Newton, John, yeah. Wait, does he actually own the team, or is it it's owned through probably a corporation, which is then passed in through a trust or something like that? You would assume that it's owned by a trust, but I don't know any of the like the documents. Like an example is like so, um, me and Brianna put all of our collective assets into a trust, so that way if one of us passes, the other is right. not held like liable for taxes on whatever those assets yep. may be. It's not owned by us. However, I don't know how that works with, with sports teams, if that's any different. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, I don't own anything. It's uh, all in trust. At what point in, I mean, Jonathan, you've explained how you had a very, you were sort of a rogue in your youth. How did you become smart enough to figure out that, you know, one minute you're smashing, bottles in the street and (laughs) breaking knuckles and then all of a sudden i'm gonna put all my assets into a trust 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you really want to know the true story? Can I get, can I get like a 30 second encapsulation? Uh, it's because uh, it's, it's sad, but I'm not looking for uh, any, uh, any sympathy, but related to my brother who did not have one. Uh, and so when we had to figure out all of his shit, it was like, oh, fuck, if he had just created a trust, um, then like none of this would be a pain in the ass because it's owned by the trust. Uh, however, yeah. after that happened, it was like to me and Brianna was like in my late 20s at that time. And I was like, um, no, maybe I guess early 30s. Yeah, early 30s. I was like, well, should we just do that? Can you go do that? And so we went and found a lawyer and they taught us all the stuff and we made a trust and that and that was pretty much it. So that that only applies to people that have too much money, though, right? It's not no, good. that should apply if you own anything. But yeah, if I you own property, if you own property, yeah, you've got to put that in the trust. But it only- is literally like a a lawyer that you sit with and say, "If I die, she gets everything." But just say it's like owned by the the Everett Krebs Trust. But you can do that if you want to send it to our trust. We'll take care of all your shit for you and your kids. <laughs> well, I can tell you who I'm not going to send it to. I'm not going to send it to Josh's trust. Yeah. <laughs> and now somebody listening to this podcast is just now paying attention and thinking that we are a podcast about financial decisions. <laughs> right, right. Much yeah. like Randy thought yeah. Morrisonic. Uh, also, I, I married up in the world to Brianna, who is far more intelligent than I am. So uh, well, she probably already had a trust. She probably has something. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hey, we. Do you have more reader comments? Yeah. The very last thing is we got an unsolicited review. Somebody on Reddit uh, was asking for podcast recommendations since Morrisonic took their hiatus, uh, and somebody else uh mentioned us and said we are silly fun self-admitting not the place you go for heavy analysis and not for everyone oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) so my comment is it's not even for all of the hosts sometimes (laughs) agreed uh, uh, I like that analysis I'm good with it yeah I mean we got top billing too so that was that was nice to see um yeah thank you listener it was a fair review do we have that list? What was it? Name? Someone else said about us a long time ago that it was like Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast is like your fun uncle who sometimes gets embarrassingly drunk. Huh. Yes. Really? I, I like that. I think that was Eric yeah. Do Some Good on Twitter, uh, to which Morrisonic <laughs> then called us the Funkle Podcast. Uh, <laughs> that listener, Randy, was Murdy the Bearded gotcha. on, on Reddit. The the drunk uncle oh, – excellent character, by the way. The, the drunk mm-hmm. uncle um, – is that was probably while we were doing our backyard ones i bet you it was uh it's exactly when it was i remember it i mean we drank a lot what are you gonna do yeah hey jonathan what's up speaking of other podcasts yeah so we noticed the the folks over there at outer roses have crafted themselves a patch which I find to be ironic considering that i would call us kings of the patch game amongst podcasts however um Randy, what do you think of the patch? I, uh, oh, I honestly didn't get a good look at it. Sorry. That means he didn't like it. He's being polite. No, it's not. I, I mean, <laughs> I just, I mostly just took, I mean, it looks, I think it's, I, I glanced at it briefly. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's nice. Oh, whoa. That's yeah. actually a compliment. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's a simple thing. It's a patch for their podcast and, uh, we have had many, many, many arguments on this podcast about when it was the right time to do merch. Um, 
Josh wanted to do merch before we even recorded our first episode. What are you talking about? We've been doing merch the whole time. (laughs) We just, I just, yeah, the whole time. If anyone needs custom PVSP merch, hit me up. I'll make it for you. Yeah, that's that's not what we're talking about. So, I think we finally design our patch, and it happens. Yeah, I think we should do a patch. Yeah, my argument was that i mean you guys wanted to do all kinds of stuff way too soon and i was like let's let's uh let's have this thing organically develop yeah let's just wait for everyone else to do it yeah some obscure punk timeline about when can you sign to the label blah 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 who cares we don't want to sell out too soon it's it's anti-punk brought to you by you don't want to be a tryhard as the kids say that was my my thing i I, I don't want to try hard that's why I have a nice house and I have a fine whiskey collection that's, and that's I enjoy nice beers. Jonathan's a real go-getter with upper, upper management written all over him. Jonathan, start yeah, hanging yeah. out with Simon. He'll explain try hard to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jonathan, you still need to take Simon to a game, remember? Uh, add him oh, to I your do. trust. Uh, uh, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's make a patch. Um, right, although, make it, patch okay. We'll make a patch. Yeah. Uh, or some other stuff, and but and Jonathan or Josh will definitely not be in charge of fulfilling that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we charge anyone. I think we give them out of games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That but sounds, we should make shirts and charge for those. That sounds like a great idea, as long as you're paying for that uh, your trust fund. Yeah, yeah, from the trust. Yeah. It's not a trust what fund. Kind of, what kind of shirts do you want to see? Oh, well, there's a difference between a trust and a trust fund. Yeah. Uh, in terms of how you're using it, yes. Okay. Wow. Turn in, tune in next week for uh, our new segment. <laughs> More financial advice. Um, um, but again, shout out to Outer Roses for still uh, making the episodes. And um, uh, again, sad goodbye to, to Morisonic. Borisonic. And, and, and yeah, Borisonic. They're so boring, they had to quit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, all right. Well, let's. Let's jump into the final segment of this podcast because it's already way too long. Uh, and that is predictions for the next two games. So the next game is this Saturday, uh, 8.13 at 4.30, per, uh, 4.30 p.m. against Toronto in the beautiful city of Toronto. So, Randy, what's the score? Who did uh, Toronto just signed somebody big, didn't they? Some oh, they, um, they did. Yeah, they keep that's like basically the Italian national team at this point in Toronto. And since Italy can't ever get their shit figured out, it's probably bad for them. But their last big signing before this one was Lorenzo Insigne. Um, he scored a what a goal. I don't know if you guys saw that highlight, but it's totally worth going to see uh, from this past week. And it's his first goal in MLS. And it was one of those things where you just see it and you're like, shit man why can't we sign those players <laughs> it's, it's it's um man if only we had like a segment in the podcast where we talked about the the, the transfer, window? transfer window yeah um uh i'm gonna say that we go down three two just because the uh, law, of, law of averages is against us and these guys are going to have still be riding. No, that that makes sense. I was going to say 3 0. The bump from that guy. I mean, 3 0 loss. Hey, can we uh, agree that we don't all have to come up with the same scores? I mean, if we were allowed to repeat. Two to one what win. Yeah, what? What, what I mean is like if, if I come up with like, if I say 2 1 or 1 0, 
someone else can also say that so we don't have to be like, I was going to. I never knew we didn't, we weren't allowed to say that. It's not that we're not allowed to. You just want to be original. And I feel like Randy always picks first, and then it was usually me and Greg was getting third pick. He's like, well, I don't want to pick what you guys picked, which is like, I understand you don't want to be in the same bus. Well, then Greg should go Um, first. It's more fun to be different. That's why you got to have differing opinions. Okay. Well, maybe we should rotate the, the, the order that we pick in. I'll do it then. All right, so I'm saying four to two win because I'm a believer. We're scoring tons of goals. It's going to happen. Yeah, that's not happening. All right, and then the last match that we're talking about. Don't type it in, Randy, because I can see you doing it, and now you've ruined it because Greg was supposed to pick first. Um, at Sporting Kansas City away Sunday eight twenty one at four thirty p.m. Greg, you get first pick. Five to one win. Come on. Are, Are you, we is that a flying Josh home first? I can't imagine we, we are. Going? I mean, right. So okay, there's like eight days between the two, though. Yeah, but we usually get Josh, there like three days early, right? Or day of for across country. Well, they have to get used to the low altitude at Sporting Kansas City, so they'll have to go like half a week early. So okay, so I'm gonna say um, one one. Kansas City currently is only one point in the clear from Wooden Spoon of the entire league. Yeah, Yeah, that's why I said 1-1. Didn't they just win 4-1 or something this week? How did they play DC United? Because they're (laughs) the ones that actually do have a Wooden Spoon so far. When was the last time we've actually done good against a bad team? Sporting Kansas Kansas City. We beat them 7-2. Yeah. All right, Whatever. Randy. What's your score? Uh, you want? Am I going? You didn't go, Jonathan. Randy wants no, the same I'm score. Right right. Okay, uh, two two. All right, I'm going to go with my. I'm going to continue on my predictions of wins. I'm going to say three to one win. And then at the end okay. of this month, we have to do our calculation of who got the. Um, uh, the the points guessed correct from like it was like mid July to the end of August. Yep. Okay. I'm I'm tallying those answers. Yeah, you do that. So <laughs> I picked the closing song this I, week. Should should uh, I mean should the closing? Do you want to belay that decision and and should we make the the closing song whatever uh, obscure German disco song the chant was supposed to be. God damn it, you're right. That's what it should be. Or an Olivia (laughs) Newton-John song? The Timbers Army. (laughs) Or I Like to Boogie. What was it called? Xanadu? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Boogie? Yeah, there was... um, Yeah, that's what we'll pick this time, and I'll go next week. All right. Whatever that song is. So, um, if you want to know how to reach us, we have a playlist of all the kick-ass songs we play on Spotify, period. Search Radio Free PVSP. You can email us at portlandvanity at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 503-583-4235. On Facebook and Instagram, it's Portland Vanity. On Twitter, it's PDX Vanity Soccer. And Greg will talk to you on Reddit. Okay. See you guys. All right. Later. Bye. Uh-huh. 
We also yeah. lost Vin Scully last week. Oh yeah, I, I, well you didn't even get me. Let me get to that yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> was, yeah, but that's um, that's probably worse. And then I found out that my dad was his lawyer, a, f- a family lawyer for them for the Scullys. And then Greg's first th- response was, "Well, see if you have any documents with a signature on it." What is? <laughs> I don't even know who Vin Scully is. <laughs> he was the. The, uh, uh, the Dodgers, uh, Jesus man, come on! He's a legendary yeah. broadcaster yeah. from 1950 Forever. to 2017. He followed the club from no New cares. York to California. Boring, boring. Everyone cares. He called boring. the majority boring. of Jackie Robinson's boring. career. You want to uh, shit on the memory no, of Jackie no, Robinson? No. 
He's still not Harry uh, Carey. No, so. you're making tangential relations oh, that don't exist. Good God. Blah, 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 Yeah, because he's not blah, a drunk. Blah, blah. Who's a drunk? Harry Carey. Get Ben. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ben Scully is like... Sometimes more of a legend. Yeah. Nope. Harry Wrong. Carey. That is um, blatantly incorrect. Okay, Go so... On. The transfer window update. Hey, does Will uh, Ferrell have a Vince Scully character? Right. No, he doesn't. Will Ferrell sucks ass. <laughs> Josh. Josh, why don't you tell us about the next goal? Yeah, what goal? What the are you talking goal. about? <laughs> that was a good goal. We we, yeah. we scored and we won. I have no clue what we're even talking about. I had to scream at Margo for the last 10 minutes. Sorry. Oh, what was she doing? <laughs> <laughs> She's just not being quiet. Anyone else? Anyone? Is someone? Are we still on the air? No, we're. I've been off for a while now. Yeah. We already hung up. <laughs> really? That's the response yeah. to that. Yeah, that's the response. In, so, um, so Randy, do you have any? I'm going to tell you how I got updates. Uh, no, that's that's you're you're too far, Josh. <laughs> Greg Greg has an entire segment. <laughs> are, are we moving on? The goal, yeah. So more of a loss for Minnesota than it was for us. Uh, yeah, time to go. I guess that was. I didn't even feel that bad about it. That game was so fun to to watch. Uh, it was a little bit, dis- of course, disappointing that we didn't win, but it was it was still a positive experience. Why are we talking about Minnesota? Uh, you know, that's a good point because I just had an aneurysm and I'm thinking about something else. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, uh, I didn't want to correct you. I felt bad, but I was like, I'll go with it. It's just whatever. It's, Dallas. We talked about some things. Yeah, 